Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I receive the honor of welcoming on Gabrielle Sony, who is a mother, a womb-centered business mentor, a cyclical embodiment coach, and the heart and mind behind Rosie Moons Co. In today's episode, Gabrielle and I dive into all things menstrual cycles, discovering the potency and magic behind our blood and our wounds. And men, don't worry, this episode is for you too. We also discuss how to invite conscious conversations like this one into your life and to better understand the women around you, your mothers, your partners, your sisters, and just the earth in general. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. I hope you all enjoy. Hello, beautiful beings. I am so excited to be here today with Gabrielle. How are you, sister? I'm good. I'm a little nervous. This is my first podcast, but um, yeah, I'm so honored to be here in this space and tuning in with you and yeah, all the beautiful hearts listening. Yes, and I still get nerves every single podcast I record, so don't even feel bad about it, because every single one, this is the 26th episode, I still get nerves, it still happens, but I always tell myself that if I feel, like, if it feels scary, if it feels nerve-wracking or uncomfortable, you have to do it, because that's when those, those deep, juicy conversations are had, and we have a lot to dive into today, and I'm so, so excited for it. So excited to have you here, and I was speaking to Gabrielle a little bit before we hit record that (laughs) when I come to her page, just her essence and her mission and what she shares really touched my, my heart deeply, and I knew that the women and the listeners of Plant Lady Podcast, we're going to love this one. So I would love to start with you just sharing who you are, what you do, and how you got into the work that you do. Yeah, so um, I am currently a mother and wife, and that's been my biggest role for the last few years, couple years, I guess. My son is 16 months old. And um, I actually have another babe growing in my womb, which is so exciting. So I'm still very much in that space. Um, And I'm slowly emerging into womb-centered entrepreneurship and, um, yeah, assisting, mentoring others into just reclaiming, well, I guess it's not reclaiming because, you know, entrepreneurship is so new to females. but yeah, just like mentoring them and guiding them in that space to align uh, their menstrual cycle with their business and how they approach their business. So that's kind of like my newest endeavor. Um, But yeah, I love all things wombs and cycles. And um, aside from being like the best mother that I can possibly be, (laughs) it's so hard. Um, But uh, I'm just on a mission to empower females and those who bleed and those with wombs to just yeah reclaim their cyclical power and um in like through education and um mentorship and empowerment and just guiding them back to their self you know um it's innate (laughs) we forgot i think so yeah wow thank you so much for sharing is there a specific point 
that you can remember where your journey really kind of took like that shift of like, oh yeah, this is, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a crazy evolution. Um, but it mostly started when I, like, I think the root point was when I started using a menstrual cup, like switching from toxic tampons <laughs> to a menstrual cup. I know a lot of people aren't yes. a fan of menstrual cups, but they're like my thing and I will promote them till the end. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just, I love, I loved it. And just connecting, I'm sure there were physical aspects, like not, you know, bringing toxic, literally inserting toxic stuff into my body, but like, yeah, just having the blood on my hands and like being able to smell it in a way that's not influenced by like chemicals or whatever smells they put into tampons. And like, yeah, just changed, like reflecting on it. I was like, that was when it, that was the moment, you know? Um, and yeah, just evolved from there. And um, at one point I was on, Instagram and I was following somebody who just shared like a random story of like a piece of paper with like blood splattered on it and they mentioned briefly that it was like their period blood and then that that was a few years after I started using a menstrual cup but that like sparked me to start painting with my blood and yeah it was just like an evolutionary unfolding and it's still so much unfolding and um, especially like growing babies that's like a whole other womb awakening and just the magic of it all but yeah I was also just experiencing chronic cyclical imbalances that were manifesting as like yeast infections and stuff like that so yeah there were like many points um and lots of healing and lots of even steps back you know um, yes yeah but definitely the menstrual cups <laughs> <laughs> That was it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I was just actually having this conversation with my partner the other day about all of these myths that I had in my head around my menstrual cycle growing up, being mm -hmm. a young girl, learning about my body. Like I literally thought that my blood had a stench to it. Like I thought it was smelly. I thought it was gross. I thought it was embarrassing and shameful. In the menstrual cup, when I started my journey with that as well, at first I was like, oh, hell no. I will <laughs> never put a cup up there. Like I was literally, I judged it so hard. I will, I take full accountability. I was like, yeah. no way. Are you kidding me? I can barely put a tampon up there. How the hell am I going to put a cup up there? So <laughs> it's just all these myths that I had around my cycle and then get using, introducing the menstrual cup into my menstrual journey was like, oh, whoa, yeah. this is different. Like, like it definitely was a shift of like, oh, wait, my blood doesn't smell. Oh, wait, my blood is like, I'm actually like interested in like <laughs> what this is. Like, yeah. I want to know more. And the more that I dove into it, the more that I learned that it's not waste. It has tons of nutrients and it actually has all the nutrients that would have grown a baby. But we shed our uterine lining. And so all of those nutrients dismiss themselves and then we do it again and again and again and again until we get pregnant like it's actually fucking insane to me that that is even a possible and I'll just take a moment of gratitude for all the mamas out there 
Oh, that is like, I'm not on that journey yet. And I have so much respect for it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, we need thank it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank so you. Hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done ever, but thank you so much for putting that honor out there. Sister, <laughs> I see you. I hear you. <laughs> so we have a lot of things that we want to dive into today, but one of the things that in my podcast, I always kind of like to go for the things that I'm kind of don't know about and I'm interested in it as well. Yeah. So one of the things that I saw you shared was the circadian rhythm, which we're all more familiar with. And then you kind of had this mic drop moment of like, there's a <laughs> radium rhythm where like women have their own cycles too. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into what are those two things? What are the differences in your experience and just like your knowledge on that? Okay, awesome. So um, the circadian rhythm, it's um, a 24-hour cycle that regulates our sleep and wakefulness patterns and windows. Um, and it's governed by light and darkness. So like when the sun goes up, when the sun goes down. And um, it just so happens to be aligned perfectly with the male 24-hour hormone cycle. So males have a 24-hour cycle. Uh, females have, it varies from female to female, but overall just on average a month-long cycle. Um, so the infradian rhythm, it's like the inner menstrual clock. So it governs the menstrual cycle and it impacts like six different biological systems in the female body, which is insane. Like that we don't learn about the infradian rhythm. <laughs> like, ah, anyway, that's what we're here for, right? Um, so yeah, it regulates the menstrual cycle and it um, impacts our stress response, our metabolism, our brain, our immunity and our reproductive systems and microbiome. So in regards to the stress response, um, our resting cortisol levels, which are like the primary stress hormone, one of the primary stress hormones in our body, um, is higher during the luteal and menstrual phase. And that's like a physiological explanation for like, quote unquote, PMS, you know, like why we're more on edge why we just like could be more stressed for not like in the right environment or putting ourselves in the right environment for that stage of our cycle and then as we move into the follicular phase and ovulatory phase the cortisol <laughs> levels uh lower so it's like more carefree you know spring summer vibes just like chilling um and the impact on the metabolism so our basal metabolic rate um, so like the rate at which we process energy uh, is actually faster during the luteal and menstrual phases so um, if you're tracking your menstrual cycle you might notice that you're you're more hungry <laughs> or you need more like nutrient dense like uh, solid energy like lasting foods mm -hmm. um, throughout those phases and then as you move into the follicular and ovulatory phase you can actually um I'm not this isn't medical advice but you can eat less but have more energy you know mm -hmm. um 
but just listen to your body, of course. <laughs> um, so the metabolic rate during the um, follicular and ovulatory phase slows. <laughs> so the metabolism slows. Mm. Um, and then in regards to the brain, the female brain over the course of the menstrual cycle changes and shifts by literally 25%. Like the brain is 25% different throughout the cycle than like, yeah, it just, it blows my mind, you know, how we just don't know about these things. Um, and then in regards to immunity, so um, there's a strategic design, I think, just based on learning about it uh, throughout the menstrual cycle, where in the follicular and ovulatory phases, our immunity is higher and that's our body preparing and just like keeping utmost health for a potentially fertilized egg to be implanted, <laughs> like a baby to grow. And then as we move into the luteal and menstrual phase, um, the body strategically turns that immune response down so that if there's like a foreign object, such as a fertilized embryo, um, then it won't uh, like attack it and create mm -hmm. an immune response to it which is so fucking cool. Um, I love learning and sharing about the infradian rhythm because half the population or more, or I don't know their amount, but is just impacted by it. And those six biological processes are impact impacted by it. And it's just like, yeah, we need to know about it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, the infradian rhythm and circadian rhythm actually like play off of one another. So if the infradian rhythm is um, imbalanced somehow, like, you know, there's a hormonal imbalance or whatever, it can impact our circadian rhythm, you know, creating like insomnia and hormonal imbalances in that 24 hour cycle as well. And then if the circadian rhythm is imbalanced, like we stay up all night, we're not getting good sleeps, then uh, the infradian rhythm can become imbalanced too. So they're like interplaying and dancing with one another. So it's important to keep both in check, you know, to maintain mm -hmm. the balance of the other. Wow. And I see the symbolism between the infradium and the circadian with the masculine and the feminine energies. Like ah. you can see that similarity. And we're always talking about that on this podcast. Like it doesn't necessarily mean what your physical gender is, is based on our energies. Like we all have yin and yang, masculine, feminine, like we have those aspects of ourselves. And oh. if we don't honor both one's always going to be imbalanced and mm -hmm. a lot of our society is just naturally in our masculine obviously how convenient is it that we only yeah. learned about their circadian yeah totally not surprised yeah and like you just said like our whole world our whole society is catered to that 24-hour cycle you mm -hmm. know and imagine like i love just sitting there and imagining a world where the infradian rhythm is honored too, you know, just like menstrual leave and like all that good shit. Mm. <laughs> just yes, please. I hope I live to see the day. I feel like I'm here for that. And yeah, I'm at least gonna introduce it to my children, you know, like mm -hmm. really instill mm -hmm. that in their minds, whether they're a male or female. Yeah. 
So important because even as a female, you know, with a male partner, I have to, I feel I am that feminine reminder for him sometimes that we can't always be machines. Like we can't always go, go, go. Like we've been conditioned to do. And I have to invite that rest and that take a break for Mm -hmm. him, you know, and, and remind him of those things and vice versa. He reminds me to, to rest too. Cause sometimes I get, it's like, it's so conditioned within us that it's, it's just a programming of like what I'm used to. And then we live in this world where we determine our worth based on like productivity and how much we get done. And this like toxic over consumerism, like mindset. And yeah. it's interesting. That is so powerful that you have had that impact on him because mm. I feel like that's a huge part of the reclamation of the menstrual cycle, like the feminine, like all those aspects mm-hmm. in the collective is men and males, like them having that awareness because they too came from a womb, mm-hmm. you know, like they mm-hmm. were born from womb. That's, they're the fruit of <laughs> the literal fertile earth and like that produced a seed you know, Mm -hmm. they're the fruit of that seed and them honoring that aspect of their female Mm -hmm. friends and loves and just all of that is such a huge part. I think the like collective shift, you know? Yeah. It's so, it's so incredibly important. And I, I feel I do, you know, more so emphasize, you know, the females and like, because my work is so heavily influenced around women and that's like what I feel inspired and called to do. But the more that I'm on this journey and since we had on episode 22, we had um, Pauline come on and she talked about all of the different phases in our hormone cycle. And that was like a huge shift for me. And so ever since that learning that starting to dive deeper, like I started to reclaim my menstrual cycle, I would say, about a year or two ago, but I never up until this year, like learned as much as I'm learning right now about my cycle and all of the different phases, like luteal phase, follicular, like I had never heard of these words before ever. So that was like all such a game changer. So since that point, which was like, I don't know how many weeks ago, I've just been taking my partner on this journey with me of like, Oh, Hey, like now I'm in my follicular phase. Like, go out. Like I'm like, I'm feeling like I want to go out and do some active things. Like we went paddle boarding and like we do yoga and like things like that. And then when I'm transitioning into my luteal and my menstrual, I'm like, Hey, I'm not like giving you a heads up here. Yeah. (laughs) Entering the zone. Things are changing. Things are changing. so powerful like relationally relationships are just like oh that's Mm. so powerful I love that it's hard but like it's all about like that's what this space is for it's like honest communication so that way we all can just understand life a little bit better and understand ourselves I mean me learning about my body helps him learn about his body and vice versa it helps other women learn about their body you know like yeah it's that light yeah So speaking of menstrual cycles, what does it mean to you to reclaim your menstrual cycle? And what has that, I know we talked about, you know, menstrual cups was kind of like the shift and like you spoke a bit about like seeing the blood on your hands, but like, what is this, like, 
what was the calling for you? Cause I feel, I have people ask me that sometimes they're like, why, why blood on your face? Like, question mark. It's like, does two and two do not go together? So, yeah. <laughs> but they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I was experiencing chronic yeast infections. So in my luteal phase before I would bleed, I would be like, so depressed, like trigger warning, like suicidal and just like not having it. And yeah, it wasn't fun. And then I would experiencing, or I would experience um, very challenging bleeds, like painful. I think they're pretty common, unfortunately, and just not fun. I was also working 60 hours a week. So I think that played a huge role in the whole experience and then I'd finish bleeding and then I'd have like a week-long yeast infection every single month this was like the cycle that I was in so there's one week throughout the whole month for like a year that I didn't have anything going on like that I felt normal and like myself and yeah I this was when I was using a menstrual cup already and like sort of starting to dabble but I was so distracted by over being overworked not resting, you know, just very hyper masculine. Um, and yeah, and like I said, I um, I started traveling and like shifting ways and living a very nomadic lifestyle. And that's very masculine as well, it can be. Um, and I yeah, came across like that uh, image with the blood on paper. And there was just like this deep like calling within me. Like I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even deny it. Like it was just like, I had to do it. Like I, I was so excited. It just like brought up this like curiosity and just like playfulness. And I just, I just had to do it. And I, I really went in with the intention and I had no idea about like, any like metaphysical anything like I was very still sprouting on like my spiritual journey which I still feel I am but <laughs> it was early on and um yeah and I was just like this is gonna heal my yeast infections like I because that was like the worst part about it all it's just like chronic yeast infections oh my god if you've had a yeast infection you freaking know um <laughs> but uh yeah I um so I did it and I just, I just let it all flow and it was just freehand and it was so beautiful. I was just playing with like all the different hues I could make by mixing it with the water and like I could physically see the pieces of my uterus in the paint and I would use that for pieces of the painting. Like if a certain part had to be darker, I'd like move all the little literally like the sheddings to certain places to like just use it in the art and um yeah period like menstrual blood painting was like the biggest thing on my journey and I feel like everybody's journey is going to be so different because we all have different life paths and ancestries we all have different ancestries we all have different ancestral wounds ancestral strengths ancestral you know, talents that we play out as well. It's literally in our bodies. 
And I feel like a lot of mine was like art and painting. And that's why it came through my womb because I don't know, every time I was painting and later on I started to call them in, I would just call on like that line of women that bled before me, that bled so that I could be painting with my blood in that moment. And just like, yeah, like my mother, my mom's mom, my mom's mom's mom, like all these women, just like thousands before me, I just feel them and paint with them and paint them and just, oh, it was so beautiful. And that was just like, ah, oh, the, yeah, I have so many fond memories of that magic in the space I'd create, I'd create, I'd light a candle, I'd like smear it on my face, just like get so wild and primal and just like, yeah, it was so fucking magical and it's literally shaped me into who I am now. Um, but yeah, that was, I feel like in females or women, it's most, mostly through embodiment, um, where they, they like reclaim that, you know? And um, sometimes it's like external, where it's like, a, wow, I'm a wild woman and just like primal, just fuck yeah. Sometimes it's like internal, you know, like just like you just know that they're just, yeah, some people are more introverted about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said, I think it's different for everybody and who you are. And um, like I mentioned earlier too, like with men, I think they play a huge role in it as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, theirs is like, um, theirs is just like loving, compassionate, like, yeah, support and just mm. providing the structure. And like you said, like reminding you to rest and just knowing once they know they can help us. And, mm. um, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of went on a tangent there, but I think I got the point. <laughs> No, sister. Thank you so, so much. I got chills multiple times. That was oh. so potent and so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, I think it's, it's just a beautiful conversation for beings in a relationship out there that are not in a relationship, just to understand your mothers better, your sisters, the women around you. Like if you are dating or involved with a woman, it's just it's such potent medicine and you really do, you just like, you glow different when you yeah. understand the potency in your cycle. And it's like, yeah, I just love what you shared. I can resonate so much with it because it really is like this tapping into our inner child and our inner teenager of like this knowledge that we never really had. And I know that in my experience and unfortunately many other women's experiences, their first time is very traumatizing and it's scary. And like, we don't know about our bodies before this happens. So like this is happening to you and you're not learning the things that we're learning right now. This is like 10, 15 years worth of trauma of like me hating this part of my body. And then we wonder why <laughs> we have like so much pain and so much like misery associated with our menstrual cycles. And it's because it's like, for me personally, it was just like that resentment, that guilt, that, that longing for wanting to understand why this was 
Like I didn't, I never learned like why it was good. I only learned why it was bad and why I hated this part of my body. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like there's always like, there's, there's a certain point where you go from hating your period and like being on your period and it's a nuisance and all that. And then all of a sudden to like looking forward to it Mm -hmm. and to enjoying it and to Mm -hmm. just like basking in all of it. And oh yeah, I feel like everyone gets that point differently. And some people don't, you know, or don't feel called to think about it in that way. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's so interesting. And it's funny, like, even just when I don't even know a person and they walk into a room and I can just like sense in them and we can like sense in each other, you know, this like, Hey, I know, like, I know you kind of, you know, (laughs) I know the vibe, you know, Uh, really sweet. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that is so special. And yeah, it's just, it's that vibe. It's that look. And it, yeah. it really is just a whole essence that I like have, that we have risen to. It really feels like this like rising of, yeah. wow, like reclaiming all of these things that I thought were shameful. And like, I oftentimes get asked, you know, why are you sharing this on social media? Like why share something that is so intimate on you know, your social platform. And I think that the answer is pretty simple because why not? Because all my life I've been told where I can share and where I can, where it's allowed and where it's not. How about fuck all of you? And I'm going (laughs) to share it when I want, where I want. And it happens to be on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Also something I think is important to like mention is like, I don't know, I've been painting with my blood for like five years and putting it on my face for like four. And sometimes I'll still be in that moment where I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is disgusting. Like so much shame comes up in the moment and you just have to like work through that conditioning. And it's just like, it it still comes up like to this day when I'm like painting or something just like what the fuck like you're insane like somebody's gonna like hurt you or like just that like shame you know women have been persecuted for like these things like to Mm. death you know and it's just yeah and that still comes up even this far into the journey you know And I just thought that was important to mention because it's always going to come, you know, like as much as I feel empowered and stuff, like it's, there's still that lurking because it's so conditioned, like Mm -hmm. thousands of years of conditioning of this and it's not going to go away, you know, in the snap of a finger or like in five years even, you know, so yeah. I just thought I'd mention that just to like, just in case someone like tries it out and they feel like overwhelming shame or something. Like I still feel that, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, and Me- working, working through it is like the medicine. It's like the, mm. oh, the goodness. <laughs> the Me honey. too, sister. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It really is like moving through those feelings. And I think that 
when same, like those feelings still arise all the time. And like, even when I hit the the post button on Instagram, I'm like, is this really me? Like, am I really doing this? And I like have a joke with my partner where I'll just like post and just like throw my phone and like, just try to get as far away as possible. So that way I like, I'm like, I'm not sharing it for what other people think. And I'm not, this is like a reclamation. And that's what I have to remind myself of. Like, I just hear that little voice in my head and it just like, it, it's talking back there and I'm just like sitting there smiling while I'm just like painting the face, you know, I'm just yeah. like, whatever. And I love that. I, I love that you mentioned the like wild primal woman that is unleashed in the experience of this because it really just like feels like war paint. Like it feels like, wow, yeah. I have been taught to hate this for so fucking long that I want to express myself in this way. And like, I want to like walk out and like walk around with it on. And like, I want to wear, like, I am fucking awesome. I am yeah. like, women are so powerful and like, yeah. I'm just in all of their beauty and their power more and more every day. And the more that I learn about my hormone cycle, the more that I am just like, fuck, I love women. Like they are just amazing. Like, thank you to all the mothers. Thank you to all like my sisters. Thank you to just all of the women out there, just like doing your best and like just moving through and rising through these ceilings of like shame and guilt and judgment that we have been conditioned to believe and conditioned to hate our body for so long. Like fuck yeah for saying no more to that and for rising in whatever ways that that looks like for you. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that you mentioned the war paint because that's always what I do first. I'm always just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, get all like crazy. <laughs> Not crazy, but you know. Um, and then I, of course, just like rub it lovingly everywhere. But um, yeah, like that's always the first thing I do. Always. And we're probably the first in our lineage in like mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of years to even do that. I'm sure there were women like way back when that did it, you know, and mm -hmm. we're like, mm -hmm. knew it was medicine. The whole village probably knew it was mm -hmm. medicine. Um, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that's just, you are a warrior. <laughs> exactly. And that's where red tint ceremonies, the women would be, they would keep the women in like a sacred, safe temple during, during their moon time, not to keep them separate from society. Not that society didn't like that shamed that part of them, but they knew that they were more energetically vulnerable when you're on your moon cycle and more open and receptive and sensitive. And so they would actually create a sacred space where they could be together and keep them safe and not have them open to all of the vampiric energies and like these these dark entities that like still very much so exists on this earth and and it has reflected in just our society our masculine dominate society of control like and separating us and telling us all of these conditioned stories that we just grow up believing and now we're like slowly like coming back. Like we are rising, like we can feel it. We're coming back and remembering how potent it is to gather and to be together and to learn about our bodies and how exciting it is. And like, it's powerful. It is. And if you think about like the whole timeline, you know, it, it almost feels like it's so meant to be in a way like the, mm -hmm. the moving away from it all and then like the coming back you know like the re-emerging and in, in a better way in a in a global mm. way 
I think that there is a lot of just shame that is just associated in general with our menstrual cycles. And obviously we've, we've touched on a lot of that, but how do you feel that maybe women listening out there or maybe even men listening out there? Cause I know I have men listeners. I see you. I love you. <laughs> um, how can they, how can they learn how to, or, or take a step in that journey of shaking the shame or shaking the way that they associate menstrual cycles in their life? Like how can they maybe, if you have any tips of how they can just like move forward and be more open-minded. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I mentioned earlier, I think this will be very different for everybody. Um, but setting the intention to do it is just the first step. Even if you can't, even if it just feels like too big of a weight or just so much shame that it's like crippling, um, just ask like if you're a spiritual person or I don't know, a religious person or whatever, um, just ask, you know, like ask your higher guidance or those that love you unconditionally that are supporting you on your journey, seen or unseen, um, to just give you signs, like, and give you curiosity and just like a, an instinct and a, a draw and a calling to just explore it in ways because some people don't feel called at all to paint with their blood or put it on their face or you know whatever it is but there's so many ways for me I think like there's so many ways to do this and for me it was the blood like that was just it <laughs> and playing with it and um letting it like move me and just like sh shape me and just yeah just totally like dancing with it in a way um however it, it wants to like there's so many ways um there's painting put it on your face giving it to the earth just like praying over it giving it to your plants like there's so many ways and um even like looking into and they're very hard to come by i've tried <laughs> searching but based on your ancestry if you know anything about your ancestry whether you're like nordic or norse or um celtic or um, native american or um, african or whatever all of these cultures had uh menstrual rights you know and blood rights and they're so hard to come by on like google and online but if you put out the intention and even if you know your wise and well ancestors <laughs> like show them to you in their own way uh you can find that information and connect with your lineage in that way too like hey this is or hawaiian culture like there's there's a lot of information on like hawaiian culture and how they would um hold space for like those who bleed i think like you said with like the red tents and stuff and like all of that um so yeah just like looking into that and and applying what whatever they did in the, in these modern <laughs> lives that we have um in whatever way you feel called whether it's like a day that's always what i did is like i made a day my first day i was bleeding to just like be horizontal and to paint um and to just 
like nourish my skin with my blood or like offer it to the earth and just like really have my moment with my blood and just receive and reflect and intend for the next. Um, so yeah, I feel like once you set the intention to do it, your own inner knowing will like show you how, you know, um, and you'll be intrigued to try things and curious and all of that. So yeah, I just feel like just listen to yourself and yeah, maybe look into your ancestry. <laughs> wow. That is such, such, so beautiful and so potent. Um, yeah, I, I want to reiterate that our blood is not waste. And I really encourage all of the listeners out there to get curious about that, that journey of no longer flushing blood down the toilet. If that is something that you're still doing because this blood is powerful. It is magic. It is potent and you can water your garden with it because it's filled with nutrients. And I, have watched my garden literally take off and bloom like never before. like I have tried it out I have done like the little science experiment where I just water it you know for one month with no blood and then the next month and all of my fruits are growing they're thriving like everything just gets so nourished and revitalized like when I water my garden with my blood it is absolutely insane but because of the nutrients that's why it feels good when we put it on our skin because it is nourishing, it's, it's so nutrient dense and we have to debunk that myth as well in our head that this is like shit or like it's like waste because it's not and it doesn't belong in the toilet. And so starting mm -hmm. with the menstrual cups is a really beautiful place to start because it's that first step of, okay, I can actually collect my blood mm -hmm. or if menstrual cup, if you're not comfortable with putting things up there, free bleeds, Holla at your girl, little plant lady, <laughs> because free bleeds changed my life as well of, you know, the first day or two of my cycle, usually just the first day I'll use menstrual cup to collect the most, most blood of the, of my first day. But then for the rest of my cycle, I'll just free bleed and just feel what that feels like to finally, as a female, not have anything up there for the first time in my life. Cause I grew up on tampons and pads and all of those artificially fragranced chemical bleached <laughs> yes i am sorry no judgment or shame you're still on that journey yeah. still use those yeah. things but i'm sure. telling you you will thank yourself later for taking that step and no longer putting those things in your body because they are poisoning us yeah and i think it's intentional i won't get into that it is yeah yeah. yeah. Totally. It oh. is. It's, it's so intentional for this d darker entity to try to steal and rob women away from their power and make them forget. And they've, they've succeeded at that for yeah. a while now for a few generations. Yeah. So we are, that's why this generation is so mm -hmm. adamant and passionate about what they share. And that's why we have a space like this for women like you to come on here and share these powerful potent stories because we are remembering this potency and they can't keep us away forever. And we are stronger together. We are stronger in union and we are stronger when we share things like that. Cause they know that if we share and that if we all know 
about our bodies and about our cycles and about how powerful we are and all of these mm-hmm. things, then they know that we are powerful than them. Yeah. And imagine like millions of women or billions across the world freaking giving their blood to the earth. Like, oh wow. my God, how powerful that how would powerful. be. Like, yeah, in prayer, like just mm. what you mentioned about not flushing it down the toilet. There's this comedic, there's a comedian on YouTube, I don't remember her name, but she shares, like, she dresses up as, like, the blood, and she's, like, in this really, like, dramatic, like, expression of, like, don't flush me down the toilet, and, like, I'm not meant to go down the toilet, like, offer me to the earth, and it's so funny, um, I, I don't know what it's called, but, um, yeah, anyway, (laughs) Um, I really think that, like, I believe that we were so meant to offer our blood blood back to the earth. Like the earth literally gave us that blood to complete the cycle. Um, because, you know, either you're, you're given that blood and through bleeding, you're able to get pregnant, right? And then you either offer that blood back mm-hmm. through a human body, like when a person dies and they go back to the earth, ideally not in a casket um, or whatever they wish, but like, you know, that's that blood is technically going back to the earth to nourish the earth again in a physical body. Um, But on a monthly, you know, cycle, we can offer that blood back and it's doing the same thing. It's completing the cycle with earth. It's like, she gave it to us. We have to give it back whether it's through a body or through like the precious blood that she gave us, you know, mm-hmm. I will forever like encourage people to just offer it back. Cause it just feels so good mm-hmm. and it just feels right. And yeah, there's nothing else that I've found that feels so right. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, ugh. I agree with that so much. And it's so true because there is ancient prophecies that say that when when women do give their blood back to the earth, the men will return from war and there will be no more violent bloodshed because we have this gift to voluntarily give our blood back to this earth that is a living organism just like us yeah. and needs that nourishment, needs that love. And when her women are so deeply disconnected themselves and she sees that and she feels that and she feels the the pain and the trauma and the just Mm -hmm. god awfulness that women have endured for centuries Mm -hmm. she's not like shit of course look at look at what's happening in our earth right now and if anybody thinks that's a coincidence i mean like when women return back to themselves heaven on earth will return and heaven is on earth. Heaven is where women are well connected and grounded to themselves and their sisters. And that's just like, that's why when you're in the presence of a goddess, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yes. Totally. Oh, what you're saying about the heaven on earth and women, like, I feel like it really includes like men, like your partner too. And Mm -hmm. men like my husband, you know, and just Mm -hmm. men like, fathers that know what's Mm. going on in their daughter's body and just Mm -hmm. it might be a few generations you know of like conscious men and women lovingly and compassionately 
guiding men to understand um, because you know nobody likes to be like screamed at and um, very aggressively like that's not the energy that's needed here um, but yeah like I, I feel like yeah conscious men and like womb awakened women <laughs> or females yes. or males like I don't mean to be exclusive but um yeah yeah I totally agree mm. totally. yeah I love that it's it's very important to to include both parties because yeah. you know we all have to rise together and um the relationship you know relationships are tough it takes that work it takes that time to put in and I think something I'm feeling called to share is just that, yeah, it, you can't have that aggressive energy towards it. And at the beginning of my journey, I did. I was just so eager for, you know, my partner to go on the spiritual journey that I was having and what it looked like for me had to look like for him. And that's <laughs> not like, okay, there's that masculine way sneaking in into your little like idea of what spirituality is like, okay, that's, that's cute. But like, let's, let's ground it down a little bit and and remember that as once I let go of the attachment of okay my journey has to look like his journey I realized that we grew together and he learned the same similar experience or had similar experiences in very different ways and like through our time span of a relationship which is six years now we've wow really like grown so much together and like we've broke through these ceilings of societal conditionings and have really started to understand each other on a deeper level and created more honesty and safe space within our relationship through just allowing each other to have our own experiences and of course like sharing and being open and sharing those experiences that you have and like those things that you go through and those those hard hard times because you're going to experience them but yeah it's just interesting how I've watched like our journey kind of dance so mm. elegantly and it didn't have to look like him going and getting a yoga teacher training or him like, <laughs> taking the, the hormone cycle course that I took, it could just be him experiencing me throughout all my different phases. And it can just be him like, you know, going and having a hard, hard long day and being like, oh, I could really use a yoga class, you know? And like, that's how you, like when you release that attachment, it's funny how like those things happen, how like now they're more interested and they actually do want to learn. And like, they are interested in what you have to say when you're not like forcing it down their throat. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. It like creates an openness instead of a contraction. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I have just enjoyed this conversation so, so much, sister. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having this space. I know I, I've been meaning to leave a review because I've been listening to your podcast while painting recently. And it's just, yeah, it's just such Oh, I'm just so glad this space exists on the internet mm -hmm. that like on a global global scale people can come to it and just like learn and feel and be and yeah I just it I, I've already shared but it just feels like a a circle like a very nourishing like circle for women and those who bleed and those with wounds and just Oh, I love it. <laughs> so thank you so fucking much for yeah, just 
answering the call. I'm sure it was a huge calling to start this. And yeah. <laughs> ah, I am like swooning over here. Thank you so much, sister. I, I really deeply appreciate that reflection. That is, uh, that, that is just amazing. And yeah, every time I have one of these conversations, I literally call it like my therapy session. Like I just feel Aww. so more at home with myself. And like these episodes are just as much for me as they are for all of the listeners out there. And yeah. this is just the, the space and the calling that I always wish that I had when I was, you know, that inner teenager. And I feel like, you know, in in the spiritual community, we talk about the inner child a lot, but recently I've like awoken to like this idea of my inner teenager and like really oh. nourishing, like, you know, that teen self that like really wanted to like get along with women, but couldn't and like really wanted to like learn about my cycles, but didn't know how and like really longed for a feeling like this, to have conversations like this, to feel so safe and open yes. with, around women. I really did long for that. And so to be able to create a space as scary as it was and to have conversations like this and then to have reflections and like reviews like oh my heart is just so grateful and it feels so full circle so so thank you for that and before we wrap up this episode I want to offer this space for any more stories or offerings that you have I will put the links to all of your website goodies and other offerings in the description of this podcast. But if you want to talk about them here and share a little bit about those things, I want to open that space for you. Thank you so much. Um, so I know this is kind of like an evergreen podcast because it'll like have longevity, you know, and it's timeless. Um, but right now I currently have an offering it's called a womb centered business mentorship and I kind of touched on it in the beginning um but it's just you know guiding and mentoring women or females <laughs> those who bleed um to just yeah get back in touch with their menstrual cycle learn about their menstrual cycle and have like a guide um because you know our hormones throughout our cycle are shifting and changing and you know estrogen gives us a certain superpower progesterone gives us a whole other superpower and yeah it's been you know not very long that women have been able allowed and able to have businesses and um we're sort of moving into that world and you know we we looked to our male counterparts and we were just like okay i know exactly what i need to do to find success because he found success that way and um it doesn't have to be like that you know in fact that can be incredibly damaging to our cyclical nature you know it can really drastically impact like our hormones if we're just hustling and hustling and hustling so yeah i've like seen and experienced the power of like cyclical business and i just want to empower others if they feel called to like embody that and just see what can happen because you know <clears throat> set success <laughs> success can be attained like think about the success that the earth you know creates every single cycle like her utmost bloom and how it manifests in so many different ways all over the world and you know we innately have that in us too and like 
it's a different kind of success. You know, it might look a little different. The journey might look different, but yeah, my, my goal is to just empower <clears throat> women through entrepreneurship because I don't know, it's just, it's so new to us and yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my offering. Um, but I, yeah, I am going to be giving birth in September, so it's not going to be like a everlasting thing I'll probably come back to it but if you're listening to it and I am freshly postpartum I will not be available for that offering um but my Instagram is always available and I'm feeling called to jump on YouTube more often um so I have yeah sent shared those links with Bella and um yeah they'll be in the description <laughs> Awesome. Amazing sister. So, so grateful to have had your knowledge here and your stories. Thank you so much. And just sending you so many blessings on your journey through this new little star seed coming to our earth. Thank you for just being such a conscious, amazing mother. And yeah, just like your babies are going to be so woke and so amazing <laughs> and intelligent. I'm just like, I can't wait to meet them one day. Oh, that would be so lovely. Oh, thank you so much for holding this space and just for being who you are and creating all you share. Oh, I might um, have to invest in some of your goodies, your undies, <laughs> or like the postpartum release. Yes, sister. Yeah. We will we will get you hooked up. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Bella. Thank you, sister. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and for the continued support. It truly does mean the world to us. Please remember you can head to the description part of this podcast to check out the links to Gabrielle's offerings and feel free to leave us a review if you enjoy these episodes. It really does help us spread the word about the magic that we're sharing here to more like-minded beings out there. Thank you all. I love you and I will see you on the next episode.